morning. Welcome to another edition of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. I am not Joey D's. I'm actually uh, Vicky. Wait, I didn't do it. <laughs> I forgot that I had to do this part. The vivaciously vociferous and vor- vorcarious Vicky B validating value vacations. Close. I don't know what most yeah. of those words mean. <laughs> you only missed up one of them, but that counts for us. Yeah! <laughs> okay, after this, we're going to need lessons in what these words are. Anywho, <laughs> like I said, I am Vicky B. Across from me is uh, Sean Epperson from Thing 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. As well as Josh Utley from the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? And uh, for today's episode, before we get into the shenanigans, what is our contact info? Hi, just go to bjgeeknation.com. You get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. I don't know if I like that one. That was like that was a very quiet. Hey, we'll get more. Okay, that works. That just infringed on a <laughs> copyright there. That's what that did. <laughs> um. And then uh, what, if you could also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, right? Yep. Just search for BJ Geek Nation and five-star reviews. On the Inst- – um, not Instagram. ITunes. On the iTunes. And uh, uh, you could uh, possibly get a, a, a comic book mm. with a signed card from all the peoples. Not the comic book signed. And maybe a board game for the uh, anybody directing some uh, love at BGA. Ooh, nice. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, so it's been a, a couple weeks. I haven't actually gone to play anything basically since Extra Life because it's been kind of busy. But you guys have been playing. We never stop. No, we don't. <laughs> but like, you never seem to stop playing new games either. Uh, this is also true. Aren't, aren't those the only <laughs> games that are? Like, I mean, I feel like all the games on your shelves are kind of crying and feeling neglected and they want to be played again. It's okay. We sacrificed them at the at the altar of the cult of the new. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, donated most of them at Extra Life. Well, that too. That was that was amazing, though. So I'm happy with that. Side note, speaking of Extra Life, I did end up winning, like, last second, like, a game. <laughs> yep. There are actually, as of, I think, Saturday, still drawings. Yeah. Because we've gotten some late support from some companies, so mm-hmm. we're still raffling. We've saved the raffle tickets. And the cool thing with Extra Life is that uh, it goes on until the end of the year yep. for people who couldn't do it that same weekend. Uh, so I won a game, which is funny because it's one of the games BJ really wanted. Nice. <laughs> and so it's it was more of the, uh, it's not really my style of gaming. Don't tell me you gave it to him. Uh, he's given me plenty of games. No, I like it when you win and he didn't, and it makes him sad. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are miserable. Anyways, he got I support this. My, uh, he got the game, but That's uh, nice. what are, what are some of the games you've been playing there, Josh? Well, I got uh, a friend of mine went to Essen, Germany for Essenspiel. 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 I, I don't know why I have to say it like like um, James Bond, but hey, I did. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, Sean Connery. Anywho, uh, <laughs> so they brought you games. Uh, she picked me up uh, Mezzo by Colossal Games. That's not yet released. What? And I missed the Kickstarter at the time. It mm-hmm. is a like an Aztec and Mayan type of gods theme to it. This game is all area majority attack. Yes. Whoa, that is, yeah, definitely. Your- the first phase of the game... <laughs> Load the board. We go around the table, just populating the board. It's kind of easy. Wow. The second phase of the game, 
You flip over the first location, fight. <laughs> Dude, those minis are legit looking. Right? Yeah, they're pretty amazing. And I'm getting the uh, the extras. I've already instructed Ethan that uh, at Zulu's, <laughs> where you can get great board games, he will be getting me the add-ons that I do not currently possess, but nice. will soon. I had a blast playing this. It, it It's just a tacky. It's... It's unforgiving. And it's it's the, not backstabby. It's just hey, we're here. It's face to fight. <laughs> the artwork is ridiculous. <laughs> I really like like the art and the minis are. I'm losing my mind, especially because this is kind of like, hey, my ancestral art. <laughs> I don't want to bury this one. Sean, when I said it's backstabby, he said it's face stabby. <laughs> this is who we work with. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Thank you. You really should. <laughs> Take me with you. No, have fun, you too. <laughs> face stabby's not a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> and uh, you said it's by Colossal Games. Yes, it's by Colossal, who gave awesome. us uh, Western Legends. Perfect. So. Uh, any other games you've been playing? I got something in for Messon as well. Ooh. Same person actually delivered me a game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I got to play Runestones. I love me some deck builders. And uh, Runestones is very much a deck builder with some board gaming elements in there. And uh, it's really interesting because most deck builders, you're looking for cards that let you thin your deck. You're, you're buying more cards to mm -hmm. add to your deck to make it bigger and you're trying to get rid of all those starter cards that are usually not as good. I would say similar to most deck building games like Ascension. Yeah. All yeah, that. Dominion, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, in this one, to be able to take actions with your cards, you play two cards and one of those gets removed from the game. So just by taking actions and doing things, you're automatically thinning your deck, which means you really have to be careful because if you're not watching it, suddenly you're like Oh, I've got six cards in my deck. I need to go get some more. Hmm. So you really have to balance that out. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, it was a great game. Uh, lots of really cool components to it. Who did uh, we that played one? it twice already. Uh, Runestones is by Queen Games. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Queen is good. I like looking at all the little little gemmy pieces. Oh, they're really like, pretty. It's like I, I'm rich, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> um, so like I kind of mentioned, like I haven't really gotten to play a whole lot of games, but... There are some that I saw, and I'm curious to see if you guys have heard of these. But before we get into that, because I'm going to look up the information, have you played any more, Josh? Oh, yeah. I got a couple. <laughs> well, we, you said we only play new games, and that is untrue. We sometimes play old games just constantly and correctly, so we've yet to actually play it right. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, we played again just last night Empires of the Void 2 by Red Raven Games. What's funny about this game is, first of all, Ryan Lockett, he makes the game, he does the art for the game, he produces the game in his basement, he does the art, uh, paints it, chops down the trees to make the paper and the pulp, he ships it himself, he delivers it to your house. Okay. <laughs> you may be getting the idea, he does a lot. Yes. Uh, well, this game, it's a uh, space... 4X-y kind of travel around game trying to get influence over planets or control over planets. Well, what's funny about this one is the first time we played it, uh, BJ set up the game and you're only supposed to put events in equal to the number of planets. And there's a lot of options, planetary options. Well, he put them all in the deck. <laughs> so we kept drawing these cards. We're like, well, discard it. So we couldn't gauge the end of the game because the, the game timer is the deck of cards. And we had this giant deck of cards, and we had no idea when and what was happening. So that was a bit of an asterisk on that game. So a couple weeks later, we tried again. 
and uh, we were doing something wrong with either scoring or attacking. We weren't we weren't getting enough points right. So a minor asterisk, but still another asterisk. So BJ's like, okay, we're gonna play it again. We got it down this time. I've made notes. I've made charts. I've made <laughs> graphs. I've watched video tutorials. <sighs> Last night he sets up the game. He asks one of our friends, put the mid-game scoring card in the middle of the deck. She does just that. He watches her do it. Puts the mid-game scoring card in the middle of the deck. We're going through the game and like, when are we going to score? When's our first scoring? Oh, it's coming up. It's middle of the deck. It's middle of the deck. Okay. It seems a been a while. Went round or two later. BJ, there's only five cards left in the deck, man. <laughs> when are we going to score? Well, one of the new players... He had it in his hand. <laughs> He's a new player, to mm-hmm. be fair. He didn't know what it was for. It didn't look like any of his other cards, but he just sort of held on to it for three or four rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so one day we will play Empires of the Void too, <laughs> without the asterisk. But hey, I won, so I'm happy. I played a Red Raven game, and I should play it correctly. Yeah, what's the name of that game? That name of that game is Rome. If you want to? Yes. <laughs> uh, Rome is so gorgeous. Roam around the world? Yes. You, well, you actually do. You do roam around the world a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, there are nine cards, or six of you. There are six cards on the board. He just does not care about I'm my blowing right past your references. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it's really, it's pretty, it's really simple to play. You've basically got three people that are part of your tribe, and you're going out and you're placing uh, these uh, discs out on the cards. Uh, each card has uh, six different squares, and it's basically simple area majority. Whoever has the most is going to get that card. If you have a a piece that's on that card, then you're going to get a coin when it flips, and when you get the card, it becomes a person. And now suddenly you have different ways that you can place your pieces because it's think of like a, a Tetris, right? It'll say you can make it L shape or you can make a U shape or whatever. So you're you're going around, you're trying to acquire as many as you can. Uh, the end game is ten people. So once you acquired your tenth person, and the round ends, and everybody goes and you know does their scoring. Um, I was the first time we played this. I did terrible. I just bombed. <laughs> uh, and then we played at a birthday party for a friend recently, and uh, I was the one that triggered the end, and I ended up winning by a fairly substantial amount. Oh, nice, nice humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> See, hey, I so seldom win anything. Mine was a like, straight up brag. I won? Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell happened? No. I love Ryan Lockett in Red Raven games. Uh. That sounded a little obsessed, but I'm okay with that. uh, Talk about putting in the work. Red Raven Games, this guy puts in all the work. He's a super nice guy. Mm -hmm. We got to meet him at Dice Tower last year. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait to play more Red Raven Games. Uh, Side note, going back to what I was saying, like games that I want to play, like, and I have actually haven't played any Red Raven Games yet. Oh, we can change that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to next game day. Oh, yeah. Which might be uh, coming up in a different city. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Packs unplugged. Packs unplugged. Uh, so recently I've been to Target and I hung around a Cafe Mox or Mox Boarding House in Ballard because, you know, it is that time. It is oh, that yes. time of year. Lots of shopping. Lots of gifts. And I've already found gifts for me. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I want to buy these things. That's the best kind of shopping. But it's like, I need to buy the other presents with this paycheck. Just give me a gift card. 
Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but it's, it's still the money value. It's like, I don't have enough money for both. No. I have to wait till the next paycheck. Uh, but one of the things that I've noticed is becoming more and more of a thing. And the first time I ever heard was through pandemic. They have pandemic legacy. Yes. Apparently, have you guys played Machi Kuro? Yep. Yes. They have Machi Kuro legacy. legacy. Uh-huh. What? Yep. <laughs> I can tell you that I have no idea how they turn that game into legacy. I mean, okay, so for those who don't know, what is a legacy game? A legacy is a game that leaves a lasting legacy. You, as you play, usually anywhere from 8 to 15 games, or, or in the case of like Pandemic, you can play 24 games, but you make real changes, mm-hmm. and there's real surprises as you play. You open up crates, you mm-hmm. open up uh, envelopes, you destroy cards, you write on cards mm-hmm. or the board. So when you're done, this game is your game for your house. It is unlike everybody else, and it leaves a legacy. So could you still play it once you're all done with all the components? Can you still play? Absolutely. You, okay. That finishes your game. You put stickers in. In some games, you, you add to the rule book. So it's basically you play the preliminary game, I can speak, uh, in order to change your game and then be able to play from then on up. Out, right? Yep. Typically, yeah. Same with uh, Pandemic Legacy? Yes. Because okay. um, my, my roommate got that when I lived in Seattle, and I'm like, cool, we're playing this. He's like, I already have a group. Oh. Well, fine. I tell only him, really him, like Pandemic. Tell him play it again. All if right. he has the red blue box, he needs the yellow black box. Well, that's okay. I'm not playing games with him. <laughs> he didn't incorporate me. Uh, but just reading the description on boardgamegeek.com. Uh, so it features the same gameplay as Machi Koro. Uh, you're still rolling dice and you're still collecting income and you're still racing to build landmarks. But then you unlock the censored, the blank, and, you're, um, and you start earning a little extra income by blank. And then you start to explore the blank and you'll have to make a choice between blank and blank. Even if you aren't in uh, contention to win a given game, you, you still have blank to set up. Exciting blank for the next one. And then... The And it just says paragraph deleted because <laughs> yep. they don't want to give it away. But I thought that was really fascinating because the only real game that I had ever really seen Legacy for was Pandemic, like I said. So well, that is something I would be down for playing because I really like Machi Kuro. Legacy games are a great story because you are familiar with uh, Stanley. Yes. And you're familiar with the story like. Marvel's going to fire me. I'm done. I'm on my way out and quitting, whatever. Yes. And and his wife said, just go make the one you want to make. Mm-hmm. You're done, so do that. Well, uh, Rob Davio worked at Hasbro. Uh-huh. And he was doing his last game, Risk. Oh. Risk Legacy. <laughs> he did the game he wanted to do. Rob Davio is responsible for the legacy genre. Rob Davio paired with Matt Leacock to do Pandemic Legacy. And Seafall, and uh, then uh, Jamie Stegmaier did um, Charterstone, which is Mm -hmm. a legacy game. A legacy game you don't destroy, and you can reset. So they've been they're evolving, but yeah, like Machi Coral Legacy, Mm -hmm. it's directly responsible. Rob Davio, he created, he has left a legacy (laughs) of creating legacy. Isn't that crazy? Just 
like you think we've kind of already hit like, okay, we are now doing the apps. And like we were talking in the last episode, like Alexa, like what more can we do with board games to switch it up? And then someone comes up with this idea and it has changed the face of board gaming. People really like House on the Haunted Hill, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crazy stories that come up with that. Well, there's a legacy version of that as well. Yeah. And the, the legacy in that is you're literally playing the descendants of the characters that you played in the previous round. So you could encounter like your, your dead father or, you know, your great grandfather or your great grandmother as spirits in the home. And and you've played Werewolf. Yes. Well, there's Werewolf Legacy. What? How is there a legacy <laughs> with Werewolf? I haven't played it, so I can't tell you the full on how to do it, but uh, there is. There is. And that's what you can expect from a legacy game. Changes that alter the game mm-hmm. permanently. That doesn't always mean destroy. But definitely alters. It's basically like surprises. playing a game to create house rules, like set house Essentially, rules. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And, and the th- it's really fun when you're like, ooh, we get to open that last crate. I wonder what's yep. in there. I want to see what's in there. Or that last envelope. Or as annoying as Rob <laughs> Davio is, and I mean that with love, uh, in Risk Legacy, if you remove the tray from the box, glued to the bottom of the box is an envelope. <clears throat> the envelope says, do not open ever. <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> and I told him that. And I'm like, haha, I've never opened it. And he says, oh, you're going to be disappointed. I said, why? He said, because I did three or four different things in those envelopes. I'm like, you son of a... <laughs> why do you follow rules so well? I'm going to open it. I just have one crate left to open and uh, I haven't gotten the group back together. I figure gotcha. I'm okay to open it once everything else is open. Fair enough. Yeah, taking uh, the box out of a game and discovering things. There's some pretty... like. Grim Forest did that, right? There's yeah. a, a card in the bottom of their box as yeah. well. Do you remember the, what it was? Oh, yeah. It's the genie. The genie. That's right. And there's another game that was hand-delivered to me last week from a guy. He, he didn't do a very good job. There may be a secret in there. <laughs> oh. Huh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the first one that comes to mind when I think of hidden cards is uh, the bigger, blacker box from uh, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, uh, yeah. Where you have to cut it open. Yep. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we were speaking about Pandemic. One of the other games I actually recently saw that I'm very curious about and wish I put in my cart at Target was Pandemic Rapid Response. Oh, yeah. So apparently this is done with dice. Mm -hmm. And I like dice games. I love just kind of like anything kind of quick. But I also really love Pandemic because it was one of the first board games that really kind of got me into this board gaming world, if you will. But apparently the description says disaster has struck. Cities around the world are in desperate need of food, water, vaccines and other supplies. And you and your team belong to the crisis response unit, the CRU, an elite team of doctors and specialists with a specially equipped plane. You are uniquely capable of providing life saving aid anytime, anywhere. So where this goes on is a race against time. Roll the dice to create supplies, fly the plane, and make deliveries to cities in need. As the timer counts down, you must quickly coordinate and work together to react to new disasters. Will you and your team be able to respond in time? So that's freaking cool. It's basically the same idea, the same storyline. You're trying to prevent this outbreak and all this craziness from happening, but you're trying to do it much quicker. Well, it's like... Machikoro Legacy is another mm-hmm. way to play Machikoro. This is the dice version of Pandemic. Which, have you guys seen or played or heard about it? Oh, I've heard about it. I unfortunately haven't played any mm-hmm. Legacy. I haven't played any Pandemic games since me and Sean got destroyed in uh, Pandemic Cthulhu. Oh, I oh. love that one. 
That's my favorite pandemic game. You, you suffer in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, now I kind of want to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find, and I've got a copy. I would happily play with you, Vicky. Okay, sounds like a plan. Uh, I do have one more, and it also involves dice. A different variation. Sushi roll. Oh, that's new. Yeah, that very just new. came out. Yeah. yeah. Literally, I saw this uh, at Mox the other day. Uh, it's if you guys played Sushi Go, of course, very similar. That's a, it's a card game, and then yeah. they came out with like a sushi. Was it party sushi game? Yep, I just just sushi more go party. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's just more more stuff to play with. But uh, apparently, in this version, um, you roll with your favorite Sushi Go characters in Sushi Roll, which is basically the dice version. <laughs> you load up the conveyor belt with savory sushi dice, then pick one and pass the rest of them, and earn points for winning combos like two tempura or a set of sashimi. You grab a menu to re-roll your dice or use chopsticks to swap out with an opponent and be, you know, make sure to save room for pudding at the end. Nice. So that I, sounds fun, and I I like rolling dice better than just flipping cards. Which I mean, if both you're wanting are fun. to borrow a copy, I know someone who has it. Me. <laughs> How do you have everything? Because when you shop with your eyes closed, you get everything. I love I love Sushi Go. So when I saw they had a dice one, I'm like, okay, I love dice games too. So of course I had to pick that up. I think we might have to do a whole day where we play variations of our fam- favorite games. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a really fun thing to do. I have one more as well. Oh, I want to I want to talk about it because it's just fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> I played Nanty Narkin. Excuse me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Nanty Narkin. Okay. And I, I had a Nanty Narkin time playing it. <laughs> Is that a bad word? Am I supposed to be bleeping that out? What does that mean? Okay. Na- Nanny Narkin means having a good time. Okay. Which we had to look up. Because <laughs> okay. we were all like, what is this? It's actually a reskin of Discworld. <sighs> okay. Discworld's amazing. Which was an older game, and there's some licensing kerfuffles trying to get that one Kerfuffle. reprinted. Uh, but it's a Martin Wallace game, mm-hmm. and this uses both uh, fictional and non-fictional Victorian uh, uh, literature. Okay. So Sherlock Holmes and uh, Dickens and all kinds of stuff, and Jack the Ripper and... And it's set in London. It's essentially just an area control game, but it is so stabby. Take that. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a Sean game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I won by having Ebenezer Scrooge and having 11 guys on the board, which is a lot. Yeah, it is. Holy cow. I flooded. And then when I won, I told BJ, no more coal on the fire. I told Lacey she has to work on Christmas and <laughs> other Scroogey things because mm. I was Ebenezer Scrooge. It was really fun. And that that one's by Phalanx Games. Uh, it's just gotten released on Kickstarter a few weeks ago. Um, it's a good reason. If you don't uh, big on sci-fi and you mm-hmm. like Victorian era uh, a theme. It's a good game. You get lots of you get lots of figures. And I was going to say it game. looks like a big setup. Well, it, Discworld is really hard to find. It's like a $200 game now because it's it's been out of print forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one that I picked up way early in my gaming career. Are you saying you have a copy of this? I have a copy like of Discworld. I mean, you know a guy? <laughs> <laughs> but I know a guy. Are you surprised? No. <laughs> okay, at this point. <laughs> but this version uh, updates with lots of plastic and you get buildings and cool things and you can you can chain uh, if you get your cards out right because it play another card, steal money, da 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 do do It's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And while it's backstabby, it's still lighthearted enough that yeah. uh, you're not <laughs> angry at the backstabby. There's a lot of alternate like ways to win. Everybody's got their own special way that yeah, they there's trigger a, stuff. There's a lot it's of cool. uh, what are your character identity cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, there can be um, 
have the most guys on the board, have the most fights on the board, have the least guys on the board, the most buildings and just all this kind of – so you can see what people are doing. They saw what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of guys. What is he doing? We need to start taking his guys out. (laughs) But I had a turn where I put out three, so I was well – I was over 11, so – Nice. They could not all <laughs> fight Ebenezer. <laughs> BJ uh, was the ghost of Christmas very, very, very past. Very, is it because he's old? Past. It is because he's old. That's <laughs> uh, funny. All right. So moving on, we do need to talk about something we are doing this week. Oh, yes. yes something yes. big. I mean, so big that we are, in fact, getting on an airplane to go do. We're leaving on a jet plane? No. Stop no? with your song references. No! Stop it. <laughs> we do know when we'll be back again. Yeah, we do? Yeah. Okay. Song reference. Stop it. <laughs> we are going to PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. We're actually flying out tomorrow. As of those, uh, so <sighs> for, yep, today's Tuesday. Yep, Jeebus tomorrow impressed. we are flying out. Nope, day after tomorrow. I'm flying out. Oh, you, oh, yeah, you oh, are. Oh, no, I think I'm flying out tomorrow. Yes, maybe, yeah. yes. Okay, Anywho. some of us may or may not miss an airplane ride, but we'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Either tomorrow or the next day, something like that. But we'll end up there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never been. You guys have. But you've been to PAX. I've been to PAX, And yes. you've seen that, wow, they really want me to play games. They, mm-hmm. They're demoing. This is fan service. This ain't industry. Nobody's trying to sell me stuff. Well, it is a board game con. People will try to sell you stuff. But they're heavy on demos. They have a huge free play area. Yeah, they do. And uh, the market right across from the con, I just I hear amazing food options. Ooh. A Cajun place, I hear. There's also the first look. So uh, games are, will have been brought back from Essen. And our good friends at Zulu's Board Game Cafe are going to be there running it. Zulu's! So if you guys are in that area, Philadelphia area, or just happen to be going to the con as well, come find us! Yep. We'll be running around doing shenanigans, a.k.a. playing games and pissing each other off. Just <laughs> a, as, True words. As the con show floor closes at 6 and the free play area opens, just put your ear to the wind and listen for people screaming about being spies. And whining. That's us. You'll find us. You won't find me because I won't be playing that game. <laughs> I do not play those games. Uh, but yes, please, uh, if, you cannot, if you're not going to be into, uh, in that area or going... Feel free to check out our Facebook page. We'll be posting lots of videos and pictures and updates of all the silliness and fun things we get into. Moving on, I hear we have uh, some quick starter there, uh, Sean. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff up for uh, Kickstarter. Uh, some different stuff. There's some really different <laughs> stuff up there, too. Yeah, so for the first one, uh, this is called Necromolds by oh. Necromolds Monster Battles by Necromolds LLC. Uh, you see the word mold in there. Well, that is an important part of this game because you are... Yes. Do we get some kind of uh, mushrooms and tasty soup? Uh, No. Oh, different kind of mold. Different kind of penicillin. Penicillin, yes. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if you eat these, you'll be (laughs) cured. I don't know. Uh, Don't eat these. Uh, So in necro molds, what you're doing is you're making your minis. You're actually using a mold to create them. Uh, You get this um, kind of a Play-Doh-like material, a clay material, and you get these molds. They look like books, and you will place your, your... clay dough oh in there uh, close the door make your mold and you also get a stamp and you stamp the bottom of it and now you've got your your worker your person that's out on the board and going to be doing battles and <laughs> it looks so much fun uh, this looks like a great family kind of game this is like totally nostalgia 90s i don't like yeah. it was mostly like 
directed to boys, but I remember all those commercials where <laughs> you could make your own little rubber figurines or yep. you could make your own little weird gummy like spiders and stuff. Yep. Like this is exactly what it looks like. Side tangent, my daughter made me get her the doctor disgusting weird lab while I was helping her play with it Christmas morning. The smells from those concoctions, <laughs> I actually got physically sick. Ugh. She thought it was great. Of I was like, she did. nope, nope, I'm done. Put that away. <laughs> Hide it. Throw it away. Uh, they actually add some tools in here so you can do some sculpting on your pieces as well. Uh, a lot of really big, chunky dice. The colors are this really bright, vibrant purple and green, neon green. Uh, this is so like silly and fun. There's a batridactyl, and I just wanted to say that. Yes. Batridactyl. <laughs> batridactyl. Okay. So here's the thing that really surprised me. Uh, the base pledge is only $39. What? Yes. What? Yes. Hold on. I have to uh, press something on my computer. <laughs> so I'm also back, watching back, like, back. okay, so when, when I think of like you make your own little monsters and stuff with the mold and the clay, uh -huh. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to solidify. Either you put it in the oven. Nope. No, you can destroy them literally yeah. by squishing them. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is brilliant. So good. Again, like I think we were talking about this earlier where it's like you, you think gaming has gotten to a certain level. What else can they do when they do something like this? And something crazy comes along and goes, Whoa, I've never seen anything like this before. This is like, so really cool. Uh, <laughs> if you want the deluxe pledge, which is like a bunch of extra molds and extra ring presses where you can like squish yes. the monsters down and all that, uh, it's 150. It gets you a whole ton of stuff. Uh, and it plays in 30 to 45 minutes, so it's going to be fast. Uh, the more you get, the more you can add more players in. So two, three to four players. Uh, this looks like a blast. Uh, it'd be a ton of fun to play. So the sculpting tool also helps you measure distance for line of sight and attacks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> They're currently, as of this recording, at 77K of their 50K goal. They've got a bunch more stretch goals they're unlocking. Uh, there's about 800 backers in here. Uh, this is going to be ending on December 16th. Get in and check this out. Man, this is, just looks like super fun gonzo, just, you know, tabletop goofiness. And for $39 for a base game, especially one that is crazy, like, yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Next one, uh, on the other side, so that was like lighthearted family fair, you know, silliness. This is dark, messed up, dark horror, twisted fantasy type mm. stuff. So this person that you're saying oh. that's on the cover that's basically crucified to some machine... That is the boss that you will, one of the bosses oh that you fight. Lord. Yeah, uh, so <clears throat> the game is Dawn of Madness. This is a mind-shattering, story-driven, cooperative game for one to four players. Uh, this is by Dimension Games, and uh, they're the same ones that did Deep Madness, one that I backed on Kickstarter. Their stuff is incredible. Uh, and looking at this Kickstarter, they are just, they're, they're going above what they did before, which was just outstandingly amazing. It very much has like the whole H.R. Geiger vibe to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mixed with like a little bit of the Hellraiser comic, if you've seen that. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, the, the sculpts in this are just really weird and warped. You've got just things growing out of things like the, if you think of like John Carpenter's a thing where the creature was just warped in all kinds of weird ways that's exactly oh what these gosh. are like one of their social uh, share goals was 666 shares yes <laughs> of course it was they're really leading into the horror aspect uh, if you like horror disturbing dark stuff this has it in spades these minis are just very gonzo oh, oh, wow. oh they're so amazing not Did my type the, but that's pretty cool 
Did you see the 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 new final boss when they got to six thousand six hundred and sixty six backers? It no. says mini with this lady like with multiple arms and legs kind stuffed of into the corner. stuffed up in an upper corner of a room mini. You see. <laughs> oh. Nope, no. Nope, That's nope. kind of creepy to look at. I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, nope, nightmare fuel. Yeah, nope, nope. I mean, oh, I love everything about this. This is just incredible. And apparently a lot of other people do as well because they've got 6,800 backers so far uh, with 812,000. Uh, their goal was 100K, so they've clearly surpassed that. Jesus. Uh, yeah, they've, they're going to be unlocking more. This has got a long ways to go. It's going to be wrapping up on December 17th. Uh, if dark, disturbing horror with tons of weird story elements and, and really heavy in that element... If that's your jam, and this absolutely is my jam, uh, get in and check this out. I heard you just say Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, please, thank you. Oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, so, uh, on the, we're going to go to the far side again. So, uh, getting out of the dark, uh, really creepy stuff, we're going to go something a little bit lighter. Uh, something please. that is going to be quick to play, uh, very lighthearted, but still really kind of, you know, messing with other players. Uh, this is a game called Slip Strike by our buddies at Junk Spirit Games. Slip Strike is a one versus one or two versus two, so you can actually work together as a team. And this is a really interesting game. They have, the game setup is five different tiles that are out, and they're basically locations that you could be going. Uh, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be attacking a spot. So there's this time element that's a part of the game. So you're basically trying to assassinate the other player, uh, knowing like how far they could potentially be moving. Uh, it's really cool. I've had a chance to play this with uh, David Gerard. Fantastic game. The art on this game looks really cool. It's got that... Um, Oh, kind of 70s uh, spy thriller, uh, very distinct, sharp angles, really cool look, um, kind of a monochromatic, you know, like blues and blacks that are on everything. Uh, if you get the two player, then it changes the, um, you get it, basically another box, and that's a, an orange and, and blue versus the uh, blues and blacks, so they kind of uh, add some different colors in there as well. Um, super fun game, and it plays in like 10 to 15 minutes. So it really doesn't you know overstay its welcome or anything. Something you can break out and just you know play with the person. Uh, this is uh, currently at thirty-five uh, k of their six k goal. So we want to get in there and help him out. This is one that you can just teach to anybody, and uh, like I said, plays fast. Um, and the price point on this is really great. So for just the one versus one, it's only fourteen dollars. If you want the both copies, uh, it's 27 which, hey, you're saving money by getting two. And if you want the deluxe, which adds in some extra scenarios, uh, some uh, different uh, multi-packs, uh, then that's 44 So very affordable for people looking for something that's, you know, kind of within the budget, if you will, that's still going to be fun and, you know, lots of interaction. Uh, this ends up, uh, is going to close out on December 13th, so get in and check it out. Oh, one more thing, uh, because we are heading off to PAX Unplugged, we will be off on the 10th, you won't hear us, but we'll be back the following week, and we'll tell you all about the Unplugged, most likely shenanigans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take us away, Josh. Play nice. <laughs>